Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. To um, getting people's feeds and so that you can see me. Um, I know I didn't announce this one, but there's a couple of things I wanted to talk about. So um, anyway, that's why I decided to hop on. No, I didn't even shower yet. I just put my hair up. And you like my Marge mug? Um, still, I'm still waking up here. It's... I have such a sinus headache, but I wanted to get this done. So I wanted to talk about um, assessments during the shutdown, PWNs or NORUPS and IEP addendums because it's coming up more and more frequently. And I did get some clarification yesterday. So I wanted to go over that and I just really didn't feel like typing it out. So, um, also, if you did watch yesterday on the social skills, I have to get in and edit that and clip out the the spots in there where we couldn't where you couldn't hear us. Um, I have to edit that out, and then I will publish that if you missed it yesterday. So, okay, it looks like we have a few dozen people on, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. Um, so, this issue came up over the weekend, and I addressed it in a blog post you know, to the best of my ability with the knowledge base that I have. Um, and that was that I was hearing from parents and agencies. I heard from the ARC of Philadelphia. Um, and I heard from several other states as well that schools are issuing PWNs right now for whatever changes are happening Um regarding your child's services right now, so that you're either getting an IEP addendum, like a new meet addendum, or you're just getting an I or a PWN listing the changes as far as what you can and should expect during the shutdown. So, okay, so I addressed that and I, you know, I didn't have much to say, except that according to Department of Ed, the standard rules still apply, you know, as far as IDEA. However, then yesterday I got an email, um, and keep in mind, this is from Pennsylvania, but I got an email from my contact at the Bureau of Special Ed in Harrisburg. And he sent out two links that he wanted us to, um, well, you know what, I'll even just read it to you. It says, you know, I hope you're all safe, blah, blah, blah. It says below is the Bureau of Special Ed guidance link that was shared out to all the LEAs across the Commonwealth. So basically what he sent to us is the information that our Department of Education is sending out to every LEA in the state of Pennsylvania. I don't know if other states are sending this out, 
but um, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. I'm, I'm a little overwhelmed. I've had it now for 24 hours and I, I still am trying to process it because basically, um, and I'll share the link in the blog post, but basically what the guidance is, is that our state department of education is telling schools is telling LEAs to issue PWNs. That seems like a lot to me because to issue a PWN right now for every child with an IEP in the state of Pennsylvania, I feel like schools are overwhelmed as it is with trying to um, adapt and change and move to distance learning. I think that then asking them to revisit every IEP in their caseload and issue addendums and PWNs, I think is a bit much, but they didn't ask me for my opinion before they instituted this. So, okay, so the state is telling schools to issue PWNs. So every child in Pennsylvania, at least, should be receiving an IEP addendum and a new PWN outlining what supports and services you can expect during the shutdown. Seems pretty simple until you think it through. And I am not confident that everyone thought this through. Um, because first of all, let's just say you disagree with it. What if you disagree with the addendums and the PWN? What are you supposed to do? Because I know here, our Office of Dispute Resolution, ODR, they're closed. They're a non-essential business, so they're closed. So if you disagree with a PWN and you want to send it back, you have nowhere to send it. It's going to sit in an office in Harrisburg for ever until we get back to normal, at which point that PWN is kind of a moot point anyway. So there's that. There's, you know, if you disagree with PWN, and I've asked, and um, so I did ask. I said, so what happens? And this was the response. Let me read it to you. Um, this is my take on the information I have gathered. School entities, and again, this is just Pennsylvania, are required to provide a PWN. The guidance is to LEAs is to have meaningful communication with parents explaining the current circumstances, provide a PWN, and discuss what the LEA can and cannot do. In the PWN, have a section that stipulates what services can be offered and provide information which articulates when services will revert back to normal. And he put normal in quotes. Make the PWN design as individualized as possible and reasonable and appropriate. Districts are being guided to communicate and collaborate with the parents, documenting as they go, and stay in compliance of regulations where possible. I hope this helps. Um, so yeah, so that's, there you have it. That is what, um, again, as far as I know, only Pennsylvania, and I actually, a few of you have chimed in now that said other states are doing this as well. Um, but so far only Pennsylvania, to my knowledge, is requiring schools to provide a PWN. I've heard that California is doing it and Nebraska. Um, in Texas. So there, yes, I had heard about it from Texas. I had heard about it from Pennsylvania. 
of course, and um, I, I think New Jersey was doing it too. But anyway, so, but I, I think that then there's the other piece of, is this your pendant placement? What happens to pendency? Because if you sign a PWN or change the IEP, that then becomes the child's pendant placement, which I'm not comfortable with for everyone. I, I don't like that it's that it's universal over everybody because we do have some students who or families who are really being strong armed and pushed into homebound services and they don't want homebound services. Um, so, oh, okay, so Tara asked what's a PWN. Um, I have a, a blog post about what a PWN is, but PWN stands for prior written notice and it's a legal document. It's listed in procedural safeguards. And basically what it is, is that if the school is going to make any kind of change to the IEP, they have to list those changes and present it to you, the parent, and you either agree or disagree with it. So basically my state anyway, Pennsylvania, and from what I'm hearing, Texas, California, and a few others, um, they are requiring and asking all the schools to provide a PWN to kind of like officially change IEP services during this time of extended shutdown. So rather than just kind of winging it, which I agree is not a perfect solution to just kind of wing it and do what you can until we go back to normal, whatever that is gonna be. Um, I agree that that's not a great solution, but I'm not necessarily a fan of this solution either. And that is sending out IEP addendums and changing every IEP for every child in the state. Um, yeah, so it's it's a lot. The So what, what do you do if you get one? Well, you're gonna get one. I, I don't even know what to tell you if you don't agree with what the school is offering at this point. I don't know that we have a lot of steady ground to, to stand on because again, at least, in my state, you can't, if you disagree with a PWN, it's not going to go anywhere. The office that handles that is closed. So it's going to, um, so Jennifer says, well, what if we just don't sign it? No, 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 because that's the other piece of this. In some states, mine included, if you don't sign it, if you don't sign it within 10 days, it is assumed that you agree. So, um, you, if you disagree and you don't sign, it's just going to go into effect in 10 days. So um, you don't want to do that, Jennifer and Kendra. You know, you want to check your state regs first. In most instances, um, not signing doesn't really mean anything. Um, but in some states, if you don't sign, that means you agree. So, yeah, you want to be careful of that. It will go into effect. Um you know, the best I can say is that you stay collaborative, you stay in communication with your team, and you just keep a great paper trail as far as what you're doing at home, what you're trying, what's worked, what's not worked, what you've asked for from the school. Keep those emails, what the school has agreed to um, do and what the school has declined to do for you. And um, we're just going to have to worry about comp ed if and when the time comes. 
Um, so Kendra says she's in PA. So yeah, if you're in PA, if you don't sign in 10 days, that it's automatically going to go into effect. Um, then we can say, no, we don't agree. And no, do not do this. So part of it here is that as parents, since we're in the shutdown, we are in complete control of our kids' environment. We are in complete control of you know whether or not we turn on the computer, get out the packets, or do whatever it is that... Um, we're being asked to do. So if you don't agree with it and you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Um, so what if the district puts a caveat? Right. And the district should put something on there about this is only for an extended, you know, whatever, whatever the period of time is. So you want to make sure that that's very clear if you do receive one, that it's just not a change that says until further notice or until next IEP review or something like that. Um, I would personally maybe put a date on it, stating something like maybe June 1st. I wonder if that's reasonable to say that I would I will agree to do these services until June 1st, at which point I want the IEP team to meet and reevaluate. Um, difference between PWN and NORUP, there's no difference. NORUP is just a Pennsylvania term. Comp Ed, yes, Comp Ed is, is out there. It's been thrown on the table, so to speak, as far as a possible solution. We don't know how that's going to play out. Um, we just have to wait and see, you know, what happens when you ask for comp ed when things go back to normal. Um, yeah, are they then going to require another IEP addendum when schools resume? I, again, that's the whole piece of nobody really knows. Um, I, I don't think that this was thought through that well, and um, Nobody took it a couple of steps out to say, well, what happens this and what happens this? and what? Because as chaotic as it's going to be when we return, like I thought it was going to be chaotic anyway whenever we go back to school. But now it's chaotic now because they have to revisit every single IEP at the school. And then it's going to be chaotic again because they have to revisit every single IEP when we go back. Um, I think that's just too much to ask of our teachers and staff. I really do. Sorry, I need a lot of caffeine today. It's so cloudy and gross here today. Um, can we ask PWN if the district is not agreeing? Yes, you can always ask for a PWN and you always should receive a PWN. Always ask for one, um, anything that you ask for. Keep a good paper trail of what you asked for and so on. Um, all of these addendums would be really large. Yes, for casement, exactly. This is just like so much work for them that it just doesn't make sense. Um, okay, so Allie, I wanted to get into this. My district has frozen all evals. Is that what other districts have done? So I did ask that question again to my contact at PDE, which is the Pennsylvania Department of Education. Um, and I said, what about, um, uh, where's my question? I said, what about assessments? You know, there's a 60 day timeline, blah, blah, blah. And this is what the response I got. It says, very good question. From what I understand that there is, there is communication on this via federal and state and guidance will be coming out shortly. The same question has been brought up often. So we are waiting on that one. Um, God, I don't like this. I just don't like this at all. Um, I, 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 you know, my heart goes out to you because there's a lot of people who are really sick and there are a lot of people who have lost family members and, um, but I don't, 
I, I don't like this. So, okay. So anyway, Allie, who says, you know, my district has frozen all evals. Is that what other districts have done? I did talk about this a little bit. If you look at the, if you watch the video that I did with Dr. Amanda Kelly last week, we talked about a little bit about assessments. Some assessments can be done online. You know, some are paper, some are actually fill them out online. Um, but some require that the evaluator watch the child, you know, do manipulatives or puzzles or whatever the case may be. Those obviously cannot be done online. Um, so it's just going to really depend on the child, the assessments done, and so on. You also might want to check, like I know that Ohio, they put out a, a thing that um, any child who was in the process of being evaluated, that the school could go ahead and assume that the child was going to qualify for services and they could begin providing you know, modified services at home during the shutdown. So um, that might be another option, again, depending on your state. What is comp ed? Comp ed is a monetary sum. It's only to be spent on, it's from the, a district to a family, to a child. And it's only to be spent on educational supports and services, educational stuff. And it's to kind of reimburse or pay for services for when the child should have been receiving FAPE and was not. Um, let's see, if you plan to ask for comp ed, you have to show that you tried what they suggested. Yeah, yeah I would, I would definitely, um, if you're gonna ask for comp ed, definitely try what they are suggesting. You might be surprised, it might actually work. Um, I've been very pleasantly surprised with how my child has taken to online learning. But not every, you know, not everyone is, but definitely try, keep a paper trail and all that. Um, it's the wild, what's the wild west about evals right now? It really is. It's the wild west about a lot of things, um, in education and special education. Um, I don't know. Janine said, as a special ed teacher, what can I do to better support families right now? You know what? I don't know how, how big your caseload is, Janine, but just ask them. Some people want to be left alone and they don't want one more thing to do right now, but some people really want support and want ideas and want things to do. So, um, you know, my, my team keeps emailing me. I get an email, you know, we're doing online learning every day, but for those like the BCBA who I don't necessarily talk with every day, um, she emails me at least once a week. Is there anything I can do? Blah, blah, blah. Um, again, some people want to be left alone because they're feeling overwhelmed and some people want a lot of guidance. So I would just do a generic email out to everyone saying, hey, do you need anything? What can I do for you? And and see who responds um, and maybe do a more personalized one to a parent or a family who, you know, might particularly be struggling, um, but maybe timid and not want to reach out. Um, what happens when you have a mediation agreement? How can you hold district accountable during the school shutdown? Um, that's going to be a question for whoever handled the mediation. Again, nobody really knows. You know, to keep saying that this stuff is unprecedented is it's redundant. But at the same time, there is no legal precedent for any of this. So we don't know. Um, I have my son's IEP meeting in an hour. Well, good luck. No sense starting a clock for services that can't happen. Um, some some can. 
let's see, IEPs happening, not evals. Our schools told us that regardless of whether or not our He's still, yes, IEPs do not expire. So if you're not having an IEP meeting right now or your IEP meeting is late, IEPs do not expire. They are just assumed to kind of extend and carry on um, until a new one can be developed. I know our guidance from the state is that schools are encouraged to try to meet timelines as best they can, but I wouldn't expect you know, if you go ahead and file a compliance complaint on something like that, I wouldn't expect to get a lot of traction with it. Um, I have nothing, I've heard nothing from the IEP team. We got a blanket PWN here. Yeah, is yeah, as long as you have the paper trail, that's that's all we can do right now as parents is, you know, keep those emails, um, keep a notebook or a pad, you know, in your kitchen or main room or busy area, wherever you are, um, with what you're trying with your child each day, what's working, what's not. Th that's all we can really do. So, okay, again, to review assessments, there is no official guidance yet on what to expect or what schools are responsible for regarding assessments during the shutdown. Um, and supposedly guidance will be coming out soon. PWNs and IEP addendums, many of you should start expecting them. Make sure you read them carefully. I don't know what to do if you disagree with it. Nobody seems to know. I don't know what to do if, um, you know, again, if you disagree with it, I don't, I don't, I don't, you don't have a lot of options. And the other piece is just make sure if you're going to sign it or disagree with it or whatever, make sure that you do actually sign it, either agree or disagree. So that, again, adding to your paper trail, but also um, that you put some details in it. So if important details such as an end date or something like that, you, you want to make sure that that's in there. So. Um, debating whether or not to do the IEP meeting. Yeah, I would do it by Zoom. I I like Zoom stuff. I think it's fun. Um, and again, it's going to be so chaotic when we get back. If we even go back, I know we're up to like three or four states now that have shut down for the rest of the year. So that is just, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And, and um, you know, we need to be prepared because that, is just going to add so much chaos um, to think that March 12th for most of us was like our last day of school and we had no notice and that was it. You just, it just stopped. Um, it's gonna be extremely chaotic whether or not we go back in May, June or September. Um, any guidance for determining access to comp compensatory services? No, I would say, um, we talked about this when I did a, I did a Facebook live last week with Hadassah and you might want to review that one. Um, but we talked about, you can do a 10 day notice. So if you've asked for say online speech services and the school has declined to provide them or online ABA, something like that, you can go ahead and look for those services, price them out, um, see if they're available for your child and then send the school notice and say, Hey, I intend to secure these services for my child and I intend for you to pay for them. Um, so that's, that's one part. Another part is just to, again, keep that paper trail of every day, what you're doing, what the school offered, what they didn't offer, what you asked for, what you got, what you didn't get. 
um, what worked and what didn't. And all you can do is keep a great paper trail so that you are prepared when, um, when that time comes. My child was in the middle of RTI 504. Um, can I ask the RTI? Um, RTI is a gen ed program. It is not a special ed program. So as always, you can ask for anything, but there's no real standard as far as, um, there's no real guidance, strict guidance that, you know, for RTI that the school has to do this, this, and this. They just don't. Um, you're not going back to school. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for those states who have already announced it. Although at the same time in the pit of my stomach, I know it's coming and I almost wish it would just, I almost wish they just say it rather than leave us hanging. But, um, you know, it's, you can ask for it to be started over and again, patience and grace and know that teachers and therapists and BCBAs and everyone I've talked to who is a professional in the field, they are just as upset over this and, you know, as we are. And they said, you know, my heart aches for, I know these kids that are at home and they're not doing this and they're not doing that. And it, it just, um, they're just as upset as we are. So I'm sure they're gonna be working on developing a plan. Um, you know, I don't know. My grandmother lived through the Great Depression and the flu pandemic, and I just hope to kind of gain strength from her because this is, I mean, this is just unlike anything we've ever seen. And, um, you know, this is that once in a hundred years kind of situation that society and the planet has to deal with. And, um, you know, we'll get through it. I was told my son will have an assessment once school opens up again, even if it's not until next year. You know what? I don't I don't know what else you can really ask for, because at this point, even if like, let's say you had all these evaluators come to your house today and finish it. So what what does that mean? Right. You know, you're still not going to get the services that he needs because of the shutdown. So I think that um, things like that is kind of the best you can ask for. Um, from Massachusetts, three-year evals. My son was in the process and has one more part to do. He's a senior. I would definitely, um, if he's a senior, and I don't know if you mean he's going to be a senior in September or he's a senior now, um, I would strongly, strongly focus on getting him a good exit eval that either he's going to take with him to post-secondary so that he knows all of his little quirks and ins and outs as far as learning if he's going to college or um, if college is not necessarily appropriate for him or community college or vocational training that you get a really good vocational assessment um, and get get that that going. I wouldn't worry necessarily if he's a senior about IEP services for this last year. I don't say don't worry about it, but I would be looking at adulthood and what knowledge do you really need for him to move toward that. Um, if they don't start over RTI, may, maybe ask for eval. I mean, I'm sure they'll do RTI. when Once you go back, I'm sure it's still gonna be there. Um, but you know, reach out to the teacher and ask what the RTI looked like. If schools are doing it right, and this is the problem is that it's gen ed so that there's not a lot of, um, it's supposed to be very data driven. But a lot of RTI that I see is kind of like loosey-goosey and they don't necessarily keep a lot of strict records and data on it. 
but you can ask, what were they doing? Um, what did it look like? And, and try to mimic it the best you can at home. Okay, if there aren't any other questions, um, I will see you guys soon. And I hope everybody's hanging in there and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone. And with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group. Wait.